You know, the cloud applications are here to stay. They're not going away. Um, and as time progresses, I predict that cloud applications will actually eventually overtake desktop and server-based applications. Uh, it's just kind of like the, the, the what's going to happen in the future. And eventually, small businesses, small law firms aren't going to have the need for servers anymore. So today, we're going to talk about the who, what, when, where, and why considering a, uh, a cloud application for your law firm. Uh, and I'm talking about things like document management, billing and accounting, and so on and so forth. But before we get to that, I, if you're new to the show, I am Jim Gaston. This is No Law Firm Left Behind. Uh, me and Vinny and Dave are here weekly to try to help your law firm be more competitive, uh, for your uh, to help your attorneys and staff be more productive, and uh, effect, essentially help you get more clients at the end of the day. Uh, so I'm joined today by Vinny. Hi, Vinny. How are you? I'm doing well. Yourself? Very good. I'm sitting here in my car, actually. I'm out of town. But I didn't want to miss the show this week because we missed last week. I think this is a really important uh, uh, segment. Uh, the last one, actually, in this uh, five-part series, uh, talking about cloud applications. So, uh, Vinny, the first question I've got for you yeah. is, it, it's really, man, it's a big question. But what do you think one of the most important considerations should be when a law firm should consider a cloud-based application? Now, I'm going to qualify that in lieu of moving from a desktop slash server-based application. Yeah, I think for me, one of the most important things is why do you want to move to the cloud? Uh, you know, you want to consider that. Um, it, I think it's important to under, understand the why uh, so that you understand what the goal is for the application that you're trying to go for. Yeah. Um, and then, but the other thing is, uh, you know, there's... <laughs> The other big thing, there's another big thing that I think that you have to consider when you when you want to move to the application is, and that's uh, functionality. Um, you know, it, it, and and functionality can include a lot of different things. Um, but but simply said, the functionality things like you know, it, you need to compare features. Um, you need to think about integrations. Uh, with your current application, with other applications as well, make sure that stuff would work. Um, but uh, yeah. yeah, well, you know what? Uh, I, I I think it's funny that you bring that. You say it the way you say it, because most people, when they go to look for an application to replace a desktop application, they're looking at price first. And I don't know. I just don't think that's the best thing to consider first when you're when you're considering replacing your cloud based your desktop application with a cloud based application well if you're looking at at, at uh, price only first right yeah. you're you're not comparing apples to apples first of all right yeah a desktop application um, doesn't take into consideration it's you know if you're buying a desktop application basically you're buying licensing right but it doesn't take into consideration the fact that you have to have a server that you run it on that you have yeah. to maintain that server Right, they have to repair and fix that server. Um, you know, doesn't take into consideration things like internet speed that you have to have at the office for that application, or ways to access it. it does you know? Yeah, it covers the licensing per person, right? Um, but there's a lot of other factors that that go into the cloud includes right 
when you're comparing one to the other. So comparing price from an on-site application to a cloud application is really not a fair uh, comparison. It's really not. It's really not. And, and so let's dig right down into some of the best practices, right? I think this is a great segue for it. Uh, so when when we're called in and or we work with one of our law firm customers, and by the way, again, I always say this, this applies to law firms because we're talking about like we're on no law firm left behind. But it doesn't exclude the con- same conversation for nonprofits, manufacturers, and so any other industry. Mm-hmm. These considerations are all the same regardless. It's just that this is no law from left behind. Yeah. So, Vinny, I made some notes for today's show. I thought it was important to get these bullet points out. Reasons to consider changing. What are some of the, the driving factors? Why would somebody, you know, just... You wake up on a on a Monday, on a Tuesday morning and say, "Hey, uh, let's just move to a cloud based application." It's it doesn't happen like that. What are some of the things that we see the, the governing factors? Uh, reasons are people moving well. So people often consider this uh, when they're moving locations, mm-hmm. right? And you, do they want to move all their all their stuff? Um, you know, if a server has to be replaced, and uh, or the 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 application is completely outdated. Um, uh, other things that people are when they're having trouble because there's too much downtime or oh my gosh, application. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. the application doesn't do something that they want it to do, um, you know, and then cost savings. Uh, that's a big factor. You know, overall, when you consider everything that it takes to host an application yourself versus a cloud application, you there really is a cost savings. Yeah. And so yeah. that's a, that's another reason people are, are going to cloud applications as well. I uh, I actually when when I have to do a forecast for some for law firms, what I a lot of people look at the forecast and say, well, what is it today? What's the cost just now to, of comparing? So if I put a server in right now versus I get a cloud-based application, um, what does it cost right now? What I do a six-year cost is what I do, and the reason I do a six-year forecast is because in about five to six years you should be replacing that server in that five to six years. So you have to look at replacing the server at least two times, right? I mean, you could look at it a lot more if you wanted to, but at least two times tells you the actual return on investment and total cost of ownership of, a, of having a server versus a cloud-based application. Um, and what I've found is that the, it's an interesting um, curve actually, because if the smaller the law firm is, the more justified they are at having that because you spread that cost out across less people. But as you get into the larger firms and mid-sized firms, the cost of having servers is greater, but the benefit isn't as much. It is great. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's an interesting one. Did you, uh, you know, the other thing I thought it was good to mention is these app, these application vendors, they sunset applications. They actually stop mm-hmm. supporting them. They, they, you know, they have they have talent that they can't get any longer to develop to the applications or they sell to somebody. And then that new company has to sunset the application because maybe they have a cloud based application that they want to push instead. From a developer's perspective, it's a much better model for developers to have cloud cloud based applications than it is to have desktop server based applications. Because you always have everybody on the same platform, always, 
and you're not mm-hmm. developing and fixing old versions. So what about price considerations? What are some of the price considerations there, Benny? Yeah, so some of the things that I mentioned already, um, you know, uh, things like hard uh, on-premise, like you're hosting it yourself versus cloud-based, mm-hmm. right? Um, the cost of the, the support for that application, the cost of the licensing for that application, the cost of the server that houses that application. and then Let network. me interrupt that for a second, if you don't mind, because I want to differentiate here. Supporting the application has two costs. Okay. Mm-hmm. Supporting your server has one cost. And so the two costs in, in that I found, one, you got to pay for the support costs with the vendor, right? They all have support agreements, right? Mm-hmm. And then you got to pay consultants like us to support that application yeah. too. Now the yep. servers, you know, you're paying for the ongoing on that. I just think it was important to to discern support costs on the applications. There's twofold there. Yep, and most of the time, for a lot of these, or for most of these applications, the the support does not always include the upgrading and the new features uh, for the for the as they develop that on premise application. They want to sell you a new license, or they want to sell you an upgraded license, or they, you know, whatever it is. Um, so, it, you know, there's a cost to do that to maintain your systems, uh, to make sure that they're staying up to date, that they're staying on par with other things that are getting automatically updated, like your Microsoft 365, for example, that gets automatically updated. Or it's updated all the time, new feature, new functionality, um, and your applications that are integrated into that need to be able to keep up. Um, yeah. And if you don't do that, um, you eventually will fall into a situation where it's not compatible. And you have well, we have a law firm right now that we're dealing with that for right now. They've got yeah. Windows 7 computers and a Windows, Windows 2008 server and an application that runs great in that environment. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they want to they wanna benefit yeah. from better security. They want to benefit from the newer applications. And guess what? They, they need to upgrade. They can't do it. And, yep. and the cost is outrageous to do it. I mean, it's yep. a, to do it would, you know, it would be a $20,000 project for them. So fortunately, you know, we'll help them through that. The, the other thing I thought, Vinny, is, as we're talking about this, some consultants charge more per hour to help you on an older application than on newer applications because the expertise, it's a, it's a supply and demand on older applications. There's less, there's less supply. You know, yeah, we, so we don't do that, but I've, yeah. but I have seen that. Yep. Yeah. 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 yeah because I I mean, just just finding the resource to do it costs more because it's an yeah. older application. What about the, there, I mean, there, there's this other there's other soft costs that you don't consider, uh, like, for example, um, a uh, uh, backing up the software. Right. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a cost to back things up. There's licensing for the uh, if you're doing it on site. If you're taking it offsite, this costs to do that, um, and uh, and you know just so there's a lot of factors involved in maintaining your own system, hosting your own applications yeah. um, that it, that are it, in addition to just hey I'm going to compare the license cost to my application to the license cost of a cloud based application. Yeah. And that doesn't that doesn't even take into consideration cost of securing it, cost of you know the the real cost of downtime with it. When it's down, it's it's your responsibility, and you got to pay somebody to get it back up and running. You know, not only do you lose, 
not only do you lose productivity with your staff, but you also lose that, uh, that, that money that you spend to get it running. So t- tell me about some of the cost considerations of cloud-based applications. Um, obviously, uh, yeah, if you're moving to a, a cloud-based application, there's the cost of implementing it. Um, there's a ramp up cost for your people as they learn it and they get trained in it. Yeah, right. That's productivity. Um, so that's productivity. Um, there's a learning curve there and it's, you know, that productivity always goes up over time. Right. But there's going to be that time where they're still learning it. Um, and they're still trying to, and they're still trying to figure it out. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, the, uh, <laughs> Sorry, I'm in the You're office and I'm getting a call. Nobody can complain about gonna, you being busy. We appreciate your time today, Vinny. I'm going to put this on. Um, Just turn it all the way down. There you go. So, you know, one of the other things is um, some of the things you have to consider. And, it, and it's not exactly a cost, but you got to kind of put it in your calculations. It's not apples to apples. You don't get everything converting over from an old system into a new system. Right. The data in a new system may not be exactly the same as the data in an old system. So you may have to leave some things behind. Right. And, and what do we do in those situations if we have to leave things behind, Benny? But that, I mean, but that, that cost, I, I would argue that that would be the same whether you're going to a new on premise solution or a cloud based solution. That, so that you know, anytime yeah. you anytime you upgrade that, that that's always a factor. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and the uh, the 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 things that come with that are you might have to have a new process, um, you might have to have a new uh, a new way of doing things, um, and and there's a cost to that because people are learning new new ways to do things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, even if I decided to upgrade my on premise, there may be functionality that we had in an old system, and there's plenty of vendors that that retire functionality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that that could be a cost on either side, in my opinion. It's a it could be a productivity cost. I would also mention that whenever you do consider moving to a cloud based application, it is inexpensive to keep a a a virtual cold stored server for you to boot it up, log into the old system, grab some information out of it, and cut it down. Uh, that's a minimal cost, but should be considered, should be in the calculation, too, if you ask me. Uh, what about uh, downtime, Vinny, when it comes to cloud-based applications? What do we do? So um, so as far as downtime, I, there's a much less chance when, you're, when you have a, a cloud application because that's the whole advantage. Um, yeah. They have farms of servers that are, that are dedicated to making sure, and, and, and engineers and and such to make sure that there's minimal downtime. In fact, they have guarantees in most cases of a certain amount of uptime, right? Yeah. And they and they and they put it in their contracts. And so, um, you know, when there's something down, you you're calling one person, and and you're and you and you're getting it addressed there, right? Yeah. Um, and and they're handling it, and most of the time they know it before you do. Yeah. Because they have the the good yeah. monitoring in place and such. Here, here's and uh, listen. I'm gonna be one of uh, one of a prospect, uh, one of our prospects that we deal with. Uh, that brand brand new. We've never dealt with them before. We're telling them they should consider a cloud-based application, Cosmolex, Net Documents. Who knows, right? Whatever applications out there, QuickBooks Online, um, or or any number of nonprofit CRM applications like Dynamics. And and they look at it and they say, 
that's all fine and good. But what about when the internet goes down? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, um, that's <laughs> always a question I get, right? What happens if the internet goes down? Well, with today's, uh, the way we work today, you pack up and you go home and you can work from home because it's in the cloud. Right? Yeah. Or, or, you know, you can uh, function from your phone. Most phones, uh, they either have a hotspot or these applications work. They have an app that you can use off your phone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the work from anywhere is the easiest function, is the easiest answer to that, though. Your Internet's down. Um, it's going to be down for you, you've confirmed that it's been going to be down for a certain amount of time. And so you just pack up and go home and work from home. It's just like as if you were in the office. And, you know, it's just like voice over IP, host of voice over IP solutions, phone solutions. Right. You don't you don't need Internet anymore to you need an Internet connection, just not the one at the office necessarily. And there's also the possibility of redundant internet connections because they're getting less and less, less expensive. So a backup internet connection could cost you 129 bucks a month. Um, uh, yeah, that's a cost. But look at the, you know, you got to put that in your calculation for your savings. Um, yeah. And so many, the other thing I, I mentioned, I like to mention is what do we do when the electricity goes off? I lost your video, Vinny. What do we do when the, when the electricity goes off, right? Um, we don't really get freaked out like we do when our servers die okay it's a it's a different kind of mentality right when you have a cloud-based application that is not accessible the freak out factor is lower because you kind of in a in have a mindset of they're like the power company they're working on getting it back up and running as fast as they possibly can because that's what they do is they provide that service mm -hmm. uh and so Yes, your hands are tied. Sometimes there are workarounds for it, uh, but you have you have a different mentality with cloud-based applications, and the stress levels generally are lower. Right? I'm not saying they're non-existent. Okay, because if you got a court deadline and you got to make that deadline, and you need some information out of an application, a document, or a, some some document, some some information out of a out of a data field, you need it. Right? I get that, but it's I, like. I, I can tell you though that uh, from experience, and, and we have a lot of years of, and so do you, Jim, of yeah. supporting cloud-based applications. Now it's not something new, right? Um, downtime is usually minimal. It's going to be much less. You're going to have much less downtime with a cloud application than you ever will with a, your own hosted application. They just they spend millions and millions of dollars, where most businesses, generally speaking, barely spend a hundred thousand dollars a year on this kind of stuff. So. Um, yeah, you're right, and it, it really helps. So, okay, so let's kind of round this up by uh, by talking about some functionality, right? I like to talk about it. Now, we talked about cost, a lot of cost, right? Mm -hmm. But if I'm considering cloud-based cl cloud applications, do we have a method to evaluate to get that to an apples-to-apples -apples versus an apples-to-orange comparison? Yeah, so, I mean, definitely it requires someone to do an evaluation and sit down with you Talk about the, the what your current system is, what is the functionality that you actually use out of that system, and what you don't use. Um, mm -hmm. I always like to ask, you know, what is the most important thing for, for a role? So you, you get you really got to break it down by role. What is the most important thing for that role? Uh, and, and that's how you start going down the path of answering, okay, that is that functionality in the new system or is it not, right? And you can just continue going down that path. Uh, but really, it, it really requires sitting down uh, at the way you work today, 
how do you use your system today uh, to determine uh, what the next steps are, what the what the best applications to suit your needs are, and 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 it cannot a, if you're going from one brand to another, and sometimes even when you're going from one brand to the same brand, you know, hosted versus cloud, there's still going to be functionality that's going to be missing. I can tell you, if, and one example is you you have QuickBooks on premise. There's a server or or software installed on your computer. There's functionality in that that's not on the cloud based product, right? Um, and so even when you're going from one vendor to the same vendor in the cloud, there's going to be things that are they've deprecated or they, they've just removed or they don't support in the cloud. And so um, you've, it's, it's very important that, that that investigation piece not get skipped or, or not get skimmed. Uh, <laughs> it, you know, it's, Effectively cheating it, you know, you can't yeah. cheat that part. Not at all. Vinny, I like to uh, I like to actually say uh, I'll give a very specific example. So here I am on my desktop server based application, my on premise application, and I do invoicing and that's really important to me. But invoicing is a big thing, right? Okay. How do, can I modify the bills? How does the bill come out? Does the bill come out different for each company? Or do I, all of my bills look all the same for all of my customers? Do I email them the bill? Does it automatically do that for me? Does it print? Does it give them a payment gateway, right? And so you look at those functionalities and you say, okay, I use that, I use that. I would like to use that, but I never have, okay? Uh, or it doesn't have that functionality. I can't invoice emails. And then I look at my on my cloud-based application and I look at those very specific things that are important to us and I put a checkbox next to them and I say, oh, but it can email invoices over here. That's something that maybe can save me a lot of time because now I don't have to print out bills and mail them anymore, or at least as a, a, a significant uh, uh, amount of them. So it's a time savings. So that's yeah. the kind of analysis that I say, Dig into each of them and bring out the salient points of it. The we got to haves, we'd like to haves, and we don't need, you know? Yep. One important thing is also to, to consider as you're going through this evaluation is that um, just because you've been doing it a specific way, it doesn't mean it's the right way. Mm -hmm. um, and it doesn't mean it's the best way, right? The new system may not have the functionality, but it may have something better or more efficient, Right. Um, or, uh, you know, there may be another process that, that may need to, may need to be considered. Yeah. Companies are reluctant to change their processes when they change their applications. Right. Um, but, um, but it's, it's important to, to have that in your mind as you're going through this evaluation. So, okay, that we, I know we've been doing it this way. It's going to have to change and it's for the better. Yeah. Yeah. So listen, uh, to round the show up. You know, I've got some spreadsheets that I put together. We we will happily send them to you if you land on this stream or listen to the podcast. Um, by all means, I'd love you to, uh, to ask for those. I'm happy to send them out. Um, if you're not a member of No Law Firm Left Behind on LinkedIn, this is our group. Take a picture of this with your phone. Uh, it's much easier than to try to write it down right now. Sorry, it's not a pretty URL. Like I say every week, LinkedIn, give us pretty URLs for our groups. That would be awesome. 
Um, but however, uh, Vinny and I and Dave are always happy to answer questions when it comes to evaluating this and other st strategies to move to the cloud and so on and so forth for your business technology. So listen, Vinny, thanks a lot um, for joining. I want to pop this up here in the in the corner so everybody has this link, a QR code to follow our, our podcast. But if you're if you're catching us on LinkedIn, Facebook or uh or YouTube, you'll see the links uh, for this also down in the descriptions. So again, Vinny, thanks a lot. Great show. Really appreciate the topic. Thank you. Have a good one. Take care, everyone. All right. Take care. Bye-bye.